0: That's good. Glad you're well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen.
1: All right. Well, take your Bible a second, all right? So Pastor Randon's going to come and let's welcome him, all right, as he comes to share the word of God. Amen.
0: Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. God is good, isn't he? Yes, he is. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Tonight... Uh, my message is titled, The Promise Keeper. Amen. And we serve a God who keeps his promises, yes, amen. And uh, I didn't even think about it, but pulling the songs yesterday and today, that um, the, one of the songs said, Your love is amazing, steady, and unchanging. Amen. And we serve an unchanging God, amen. amen. We serve a God who doesn't change his... his uh, He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know it says that His yep. that His promises are yes and amen, amen. amen. So what we ask of God, yep. according to His will, it's yes and it's amen. Which amen means so be it. Yeah, that's right. Amen. So whatever we ask of God, yep. it says whatever we ask, we will ask of, we will we will have, we will yep. find. Amen. Whatever we seek, we will find. Amen. Ask and it'll be given to yep. us. Yep. And uh, and so when we ask in His name. Amen. His promises are yes, and his yes. promises are amen. Yes. So we never have to worry about the Lord saying no to us. Amen. Yeah. We know we serve a good God. Yeah. Amen. And, uh, you know, in the other, the last song we sang, forever my God reigns. Hallelujah. Yes. And isn't that a good word in this time? Amen. amen. That no matter yes. what's going on around us, that our God reigns. Amen. amen. And he reigns not only in the world, but he reigns in us. Amen. Amen. So we carry yes. him with us every place that we go. Yep. Amen. Amen. And he reigns wherever we go. Hallelujah. Amen. So those are just some good words that, that the Lord shared with me over um, during worship tonight. Amen. So let's just pray before we get started. Father, thank we you, thank Lord. you. We just thank you that yeah, you reign in you, us. Jesus. Lord, that we can be here tonight. Yes. Lord, we thank you that you are always present with us, that you're closer than the mention of your name. Thank Hallelujah, you are the God of there, wherever we're at, there you are, Lord. Yes, Lord, and we thank you for that. We thank you that this message just brings you glory, yes. brings you honor, Lord, that, that what's spoken is exactly what somebody needs tonight, yes, and we just praise you in Jesus' name, yes, Jesus. amen. Yes, yeah. Amen. So, one thing we know about our God is that he's steady, and yes. you know, the song, he's steady, his love is steady and unchanging. Yes. And no matter what our circumstances are, he takes care of us. Amen? Yep. And he keeps his promises. Yep. So let's go to Philippians 4.12 uh, and 13. It says, I know how to be a base and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. So our confidence is in Jesus no matter what our circumstances are. Amen? Yep. Our confi- confidence is in Jesus no matter what's happening in our lives. And we see that Paul said, I know how to have nothing, and I know how to have everything. Amen. He said, everywhere in all things, excuse me, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry. Amen. And to abound and to suffer need. And he knows that he can, in any situation, the reason that he knows how to be content in everything, in any circumstance, in the highs and the lows, is because he knows he can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So, even though our circumstances might change, and our circumstances might, you know, we might be in a really good place one day, and then really down the next day, even though our emotions go up and down, his emotions never change. Amen. Amen. Because God doesn't go based on his emotions. He goes based on his word, right? Yeah. And his word says that, that um, you know, God is love, and love is patient, always. He's kind, always. Amen. He's good always. He never keeps record of wrong. So, we see that just throughout the scriptures, God is never changing. Amen. And even in the Old Testament and the New Testament, Jesus said, I didn't come to destroy the law, but I came to fulfill the law. Amen. Right? Yeah. And, and even though there was different covenants in the Old and the New, that didn't mean that God has changed. Right? right? Because it's, he's never changing. Mm-hmm. Amen. Whether, whether we're going through good or bad... What our circumstances are don't change the word of God. Right. Amen. Right. And his will for our life is his word. That means his will doesn't change either right. for us. He always wants good things for us. Yep. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, in the Amplified says for I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you says the Lord. Thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil to give you hope in your final outcome. I'm going to move this down a little bit I think. <clears throat> so to give us Hope in our final outcome. God has thoughts towards you continually. Amen. Amen. Every single day he has thoughts towards you. And it says that I know the thoughts and I know the plans that I have for you. Amen. Amen. You may get around people that tell you different things contrary to who God is. But he already knows his thoughts towards you and his plans towards you. And they're good thoughts. Amen. And the thing is, is his thoughts about you today aren't just fleeting. What he thinks about you today, it's not like he just thinks about you today and he gets another opinion tomorrow. Amen. No, but it says that his thoughts are good to give you a hope in your final outcome. So whatever God thought about you today, he's holding on to that hope and he's holding on to those good thoughts that he has and those good plans for you until your final outcome, whatever that is. Amen. And if we're if we're saved, if we love Jesus, then our final outcome, our final destiny is heaven eternally. Amen? So for our whole life, he thinks about us continually. He knows and he's confident in the thoughts that he has for us. Amen? But it says that his thoughts and his plans today are relevant for your future. Amen? And it's relevant for your final outcome. So if God has thoughts about you today that are good... Then we know that his final outcome for us is good because God never changes, amen. and his thoughts towards you never change. Now, what we could do something, you know, not good, not not godly, but his thought toward you doesn't change. He doesn't think less of you, amen. Yep. He's proud of you, yep. amen. Not to say that sometimes we don't do things that are disappointing or displeasing, amen. Sometimes, especially if we have doubt and unbelief, the Bible says, "Without faith, it's impossible to please God." Okay. So sometimes he does things that we're not pleased with, but he, his thoughts towards you are always good. Yep. Amen. He's always proud of you. Hallelujah. Amen. Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes. So since in Jeremiah his plans were to prosper his people, amen, his plans are to prosper you today. Time doesn't change God. Yep. Amen. amen. He knows the beginning from the end. Yep. Amen. He is the first and the last. He was there at the beginning. He'll be there at the end. Amen. And so, time doesn't change God. Circumstances don't change God. Again, I could have a really good day, and God is good, and I could have a really lousy day, and God is still good. Amen? Covenants don't change who God is. I think you see this a lot of times where you have people that go to the Old, Old Testament and they say, well, God was this harsh God, and now he's this loving God. Well, no, God doesn't change. Amen. Amen. Because the Bible says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. And Jesus and God are part of the of the of the Godhead, right? Yeah. So God doesn't change. Just because some people think that He was harsh in the Old Testament, it doesn't mean that He didn't show grace. Because God is a grac- We have a we serve a gracious God, and yeah. you see peppered throughout all of the, the Old Testament the grace that He had for His people. God has always been compassionate. Amen? Amen? He's always been full of grace. Amen. Contrary to popular belief, even in the Old Testament, he was gracious. He showed a grace to Adam and Eve and sent them out of the garden so they wouldn't eat the tree of life after they sinned. Yep. They would have lived forever in their sinful state. I hear a lot, hear a lot of times it's there people preach about well, God was punishing them. Well, no, God was protecting them, amen, not so that they didn't have to live in the sinful state. Yeah. And if you read in Genesis, it actually says, we got to get them out of the garden lest they eat of the, the fruit of the tree of life and live forever, mm-hmm. amen. And so we know that God is a good God. Yeah. He was gracious to Cain, even after he murdered his brother Abel. Yeah. Amen, he wouldn't allow anybody to kill him. That's he right. sent him out as a vagabond, and, and, uh, and Cain said, well, your punishment is too much that I can bear. Somebody's going to kill me. And he said, we're going to put a mark on you so that you're safe, that you're That's protected. Right. That's right. Amen. Yeah. So he's a gracious God. Amen. He was gracious to the Israelites who continued to turn away from him time after time after time. Right. Amen. he protected them in the wilderness. Yeah. It said that their clothes never went out, you know, never never gave out. Their shoes yeah. stayed good, yeah. that they could continue to walk in the, in the desert. Yeah. And then they had a fire... Uh, by night and a pillar and a cloud by day, so he never was not with his people as far as as far as guiding them, continuing to provide for them. Amen. And maybe the maybe God doesn't change, but his covenant has definitely gotten better with us. Amen. He definitely has a better covenant with us, but he doesn't change. And then we see in Malachi that even though they continued to disobey, he remained gracious to them. Let's go to Malachi three verse six says, for I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. Yet from the days of your fathers you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. And so why didn't he consume them? Because it says that I am the Lord and I do not change. I was gracious to your ancestors. I was gracious to the people before you. I'm going to say gracious to you now. Amen. We serve a steady God. Amen. He doesn't waver. He's not. He doesn't get run by his emotions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. He keeps his promises. Amen. And we can be confident that we're, he's always going to be solid in our life. Yeah. Amen. Amen. He's always going to be that rock. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. When Peter said, you are Christ, the Son of God. And he said, on this rock, on this revelation, I will build my church. the the, the fact that Jesus is solid and the fact that he's our savior, that is a rock we can build our foundation on. Amen. Amen. It says that he's the chief cornerstone. The cornerstone is used whenever you need to build a building to keep this, the stability of the building. A cornerstone is needed. It's the, he's the chief cornerstone. He's the most important rock in our life. Amen. Amen. The Bible says that if we build our house on the rock, it'll stay solid in every storm. In every circumstance and everything that we go through, but if we build it on the sand, if we build it on earthly things and things that don't, that just will, will rust away or melt away, that we're not going to be stable. And when the storm comes, it's going to push our house down. It's going to push down, you know, anything that we hold dear. Yep. Amen. So we're going to build our house on the steady rock. Mm-hmm. And whatever the Bible, whatever our circumstances are, the Bible says that God, with God, all things are possible. Amen. amen. All things are possible. Not some or most, but all. Amen. And so using the distributive property, because Jesus lives on the inside of us, Amen, nothing is impossible in our lives because of our faith in the one who lives in us. That's right. yeah. Amen. Yeah. And and Paul says um Um I lost my train of thought. It is not me who lives, but Christ who lives in amen. me. Yeah. 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 Amen. So we know that if we have Jesus on the inside of us and we're and we're seeking Him we're being a, and we're reading His Word, that it's not I living anymore. It's Christ that's living through me. His actions and His personality and His character is shining through me. Amen. His love is, is coming through me. Hallelujah. His patience, His kindness, His goodness, all the fruits of the Spirit are, are shining through me. Amen. All the definitions of love... Are shining through me. Amen. Begin because he doesn't change. Right. Amen. He's always faithful. He's always, he's always love. Yeah. Amen. He's never harsh. Yeah. You know, it says in the Bible that we need to be kind to the unthankful and to the evil. And I always think Jesus wouldn't have told us that if he couldn't live by it himself. Yeah. Amen. He's kind to the unthankful, he's kind to the evil. Yeah. He prayed for those who persecuted him, yeah. those that spiteful, spitefully used him. Right? So he's always, he's always steady. Yes. Yes. Romans 8:35 says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? So shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? And then you go down to verse 37, and it says, Yet yeah, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Pastor Kevin used to say, put your hand in the hand of the man who stilled the waters. Amen. When you look at Jesus' life, he never brought fear in his ministry. He never brought fear to people. He always brought a calm. He always brought a peace. Wherever he went, there was always compassion. There was always love. Amen. I just think of all the times that he was with thousands of people. Twice mentioned in the Bible that he fed 5,000, he fed 4,000 men. And then not including women and children. Right. And Pastor Dave talked about it a lot, just how he prepared and how he had, okay, we're gonna sit you guys in groups of fifties and in you know, tens and hundreds, and yeah. and but do you think that Jesus just was like, uh oh, what do I do? No, he was never he was never caught off guard. Yep. He was never fearful that oh are we gonna have enough. Are we gonna right. No, what do he do? he maintained peace all the time in his ministry. Yeah. Have you ever been around somebody? and maybe you know somebody that when you're with them, it's just, like, calm. Like, you feel like, yeah. you know, it's just comfortable. You know, there's no there's no anxiety. You know, somebody that's just really solid in your life. Well, that's how Jesus is all the time. Amen. Amen. And since he lives on the inside of us, we have a friend with us all the time that is steady, Amen. is calm, is going to tell us good things that we want to hear, that we need to hear. Yep. Amen. He's... You know, the Bible says, too, that he's not this thunderous voice that's going to speak into our life,
1: yeah.
0: causing fear. But no, he's a still, small voice. That's right. Amen. He's a still, small voice. Right. When I'm talking, you know, if my, if my five-year-old gets in trouble, you know, my first inclination is to yell. I, I just, you know, I want to get it through his head that you can't. But I found out that it works a lot better if I just talk softly with him. And I say, now, do you understand why you're in trouble? Do you understand why you're in timeout, or yeah. you know yeah. these things? Yeah. And because I'm calm, he can stay calm. Yeah. If I start yelling and I start doing things, he starts screaming and he just won't listen to me. But you know, if I stay calm, then he then he sees me and he says, okay, now I can be calm. Yeah. So our Father in Heaven stays; he's always collected, Amen. Amen. He always he's always steady, yeah. and because of that, we have a good. Uh, we have a good example to follow. Paul said, "Imitate me as I imitate Christ." Mm-hmm. Amen. So yeah. we want to be able to follow his lead in that. Yes. Amen. He only brought peace when things were good and bad. He remained calm right. when the storm was around the boat. When the the Gadarene came and confronted him, yep. he remained in perfect peace. Amen. Could you imagine crossing over the other side of the of the of the sea and? And you have this guy come in who's, who's naked and in chains or has, has cha- shackles on him, but they're like torn off on each side and comes and he starts saying things, you know, demons talking through him and different things like that. Jesus stayed in perfect peace. Amen? Yes, he, did. he stayed in perfect peace. He never let it rattle him. He never let it shake him. He remained in perfect peace. Yeah. In an ever-changing world where there's no constants, we can be fully assured that we have stability in Jesus. Amen. Amen. We, ha- we can be fully assured that he will keep his promises in our life. Yeah. Yeah. But we have to have faith in him. Amen. He's always constant, but we still have to put our faith in him. We still have to uh, go after the things, his, the promises that he sets before us. Amen. Yeah. Amen. We still have to pursue. Yes. Hallelujah. Just think, I'm going to talk about it a little later, but Joseph, if he wouldn't have pursued the promises that God had for him, yeah. then he wouldn't have attained the promises that God had for
1: right.
0: him. If Abraham and Sarah, if they thought, well, we're just too old, we're just going to stop trying, because Sarah had a child through natural, me- natural means, amen? Yeah. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't... Uh, um, spirit, spirit, given or anything like that. It wasn't like Jesus. They had to. They had it through natural means. But if Adam would have, or if Abraham, sorry, I think it's Adam. If Abraham would have just said, uh, "Honey, we're, we're done. That's fine. Yep. Yep. We'll just have Ishmael. And we'll raise him, and it'll be great." Yep. Well, then there wouldn't have been any miracle. There wouldn't. Have, there wouldn't have been an Isaac. Right. I mean, there wouldn't have been many nations for Abraham to father. Amen. So Abraham had to continue to push towards the goal, push towards the promise, amen, that God had for him. Yeah, amen. amen. Yes. James 1.5 <clears throat> says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Yeah. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So if doubting is compared to a driving sea being tossed by the wind, then faith is opposite of that, right? Faith is a calm sea with no wind. And again, when Jesus came, there was always calm. I mean, there wasn't... Jesus didn't get into the boat and get woken up in the midst of a calm day and then command the, the waves and the wind to be boisterous, Right? Wherever Jesus went there was calm Amen? there was there was stability. So many times in our life we determine what our life looks like by our either our faith or by our doubt. And then we can if 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 uh remember Jesus when he walked on the water. Again, you just walk in probably leisurely walking on the water when the waves and the wind were boisterous when they're coming all around him. But what he decided I'm not going to let these things faze me. Peter decided when Jesus said to come, I'm not going to let these things faze me. Amen. What did he do? He put his faith in Jesus. He put his faith, not just in Jesus, but the word that Jesus spoke to him. He said, Lord, if you tell me to come, I'll come. And Jesus said, come. And he put his faith in that word. Amen. He didn't realize and recognize all the things going on around him. Amen. He didn't realize, he didn't recognize what the Romans were doing to the Jews at that time, at that, in that era, in that time. He didn't, he didn't think about all of the political stuff. He didn't think about the fact that, you know, he had to get his boat into the mechanic the next day. He didn't think about anything that was going on in his life, amen? He just knew that Jesus said to come, amen? And he, and he held on to that word and he walked in peace, amen? Peace isn't based on our circumstances. Someone who puts their faith in Jesus can have perfect peace in the midst of dire circumstances. Also, someone can have no peace when everything's going right. Amen? Someone can have no peace, anxiety, everything, and everything's going well in their life. You know what it is? It's all dependent on if we have faith in Jesus or if we have fear of what's going on around us. Amen? Amen? I know when, when I was uh, a baby, when I was born, I was born and I, I was sick a lot when I was a baby. And the doctors told my parents, they said, Well, he's always going to be sick. I was born, I'm, I don't, I'm not going to say it because I'm not sure what the right term is. I don't know if he can be born without antibodies or, or, um, it was like an autoimmune deficiency or something. But he said, Well, he's just going to always be sick his whole life. And, uh, you know, my parents walked out of there and, they prayed and they just had a, they told me they just had a peace. Yeah. Just a, a calming, just a peace. So it's supernatural because they just heard that they're going to have to, I'm going to always be sick and in the hospital and everything. And um, and they just had a peace. And it turned out that, you know, what I needed to get, I ended up receiving. Yes. Amen. And I've I've been good since then.
1: Yeah.
0: And, you, but I always thought, and, and, you know, a lot of times, sometimes, you know, we might not have any faith and still something happens like, wow, that was a miracle. Right. Amen. So I always, the more and more I, I'm on this earth, I always think, thank you, Jesus, for your grace. Amen. Because I don't have perfect faith all the time. Yep. <laughs> Amen. Yep. There's things that I want to have faith for that it just, in my, I'm just doubting in my mind and the Lord still comes through and I think, well, yep. that has to be your grace because it definitely wasn't my faith. Right. Amen. That, when we put our faith into it, it makes it easier. Right. Amen. Yep. Then, you know, Pastor Dave talks about that, you know, 75% of the things that we worry about don't come to pass anyways. So, it definitely makes life easier on us. Yep. Amen. But we want to we live in that peace. We determine how we want to live by our faith in Jesus. Yes. Amen. Our faith in Jesus isn't determined by our circumstances. Yep. Abraham was 99 years old when the Lord told him for the last time he would have a son. In fact, the Bible says that Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So it would have made sense and the natural yeah. for them just to quit trying. Yeah. Their circumstances looked bad. It would have been easy to give up on the dream. Yeah. But look what Paul says about Abraham in Romans 4:20. And this is the, underline this, if you haven't already in your Bible, he did not waver at the promise of God. Right. Amen. He did not waver at the promise, even though all the natural circumstances looked bad. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. But what was he done? He was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. So many times when you're anxious or afraid of something, just start by praising him. If you don't know what else to do, if you don't know what scriptures to use, just start praising him. Amen? He was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Whenever we start praising the Lord and we enter his gates... In his courts with praise, and we start giving glory to the Lord, our faith begins to get strengthened in us. Amen. And then in 21, what happens as a result that he was fully convinced that what he had promised he was also able to perform? So let's look at, let's just look at the order here. He didn't waver through unbelief, but first he was strengthened in faith by giving glory to God. So, in order, one, gave glory to God. Two, as a result, was strengthened in faith. Faith. Three, as a result of that, he was fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. And I tell you what, things like that happen now. I tell you what, there's, I've known many women, a handful of women, that, that the doctor said, you're not going to have children, you can't have children. And they've prayed and they believed, and the Lord has blessed them with a child. And it's like God is still in the He's still in the miracle working, amen. working business, amen. Yes, it wasn't just for Sarah yeah. and Abraham. Yep. It wasn't just in the New Testament and the Gospels or yep. or in Acts. Yep. Amen. But it's for us today. Amen. Yes, it is. Not only did he not waver, but he was strengthened in faith. Yeah. I want to say this too. If you were prophesied over years ago. And you know it was from the Lord, but nothing happened with that prophecy. Don't give up on it. Amen. Amen. There's, th- there's things that you might be, might have been waiting for for 10, 20, 30 years yep. that was prophesied. And, you, and it's in your spirit, you know, that was from God. That had to be from God. Mm-hmm. Don't give up on that prophecy. Amen. Yes. God doesn't change his mind when it comes to his will. Yeah. So if it, was, if, if it was his will for you 30 years ago and it hasn't come to pass, it's still his will for you now. Amen. Amen. God doesn't change his mind when it comes to his will. King David, from the time he was anointed the king of Israel until he took the throne of Israel, not just drew, was 15 years. Joseph was 17 when the Lord gave him the dreams that his brothers would bow down to him. And even through the struggles, God's plan didn't change for him. Amen? And during the seven years of famine, so he became king at 30, but then they had seven years of plenty, and then seven years of... Sometime during that seven years of famine, probably between the ages of 37 and 40, so 20 years, it says in Genesis 42, 6 that his brothers came and bowed down to him. That was the fulfilling of that prophecy. 20 years, 25 years later. The other thing is no matter how bad we screw up, when we repent, almost always it's God's will. God's will is still be able to be fulfilled in us. Amen. Amen. So you might have thought, well, I screwed that up. You know that, This was God's will but I, I screwed it up. There's no turning back. Again, so many times in the Bible where people have screwed up and the Lord was still faithful to pr- perform the good work in them. Amen? Abraham tried to make his own way with Hagar and Ishmael. Still the prophecy of Isaac came true. Still the prophecy of many nations came true. Jonah tried to run from God in order not to go to Nineveh. But in the end, he did what God had wanted him to do. Amen? He performed the will of the Lord. There's only one example I could think of where God's plan wasn't fulfilled through a generation of people that it should have been. But in the next generation, that was Moses and the Israelites. Mm-hmm. That was really, that's, when I was thinking about it and I was looking, that was really one of the only times that, that the Lord fully intended for Moses in that, in that generation to go through into the promised land. Yeah. And it didn't happen. And I thought it was interesting. The reason that it didn't happen was because of the unbelief of the people. Yeah. Amen. The unbelief. So we're talking about faith, we're talking about unbelief. Yeah. The unbelief of the people and the disobedience of Moses at the Rock of Kadesh. Yeah. They were not allowed to go in except for Caleb and Joshua. Yeah. Amen. But even this land promised by God, though, it was seen through in the next generation. So, even in that case, even though they didn't see it, Moses saw it from afar off, he could yeah. see the promised land. Yeah. Yeah. If we go to Joshua 21.43, the Bible says, so the Lord gave Israel all the land that he had sworn to, their, to give their ancestors. And they took possession of it and settled there. The Lord gave them rest on every side, just as he had sworn to their ancestors. None of their enemies withstood them. The Lord gave all their enemies into their hands. And look at this. Underline this too. And this is, this is uh, profitable for you today. Not one of all the Lord's good promises to Israel ever failed. Every one was fulfilled. Amen? Amen? Amen. What I get from that is, I'm going to keep on holding to his promises until, until I leave this earth. Amen. Amen? Because maybe it's not, you know, there might be something, maybe there's, there's something that isn't for me. Maybe it's for my kids. Maybe it's for my grandkids. Amen? David, he stayed faithful to the Lord, and he didn't build the temple, but his son Solomon did. Amen? We want to stay faithful to the Lord in all things. God's will for your life doesn't change because he doesn't make mistakes. Amen? He doesn't say things and have to retract. Amen? Amen. Everything that he says is truth. Everything that he says about you is good. Amen? He doesn't retract what he says. He knows the beginning and the end. So a prophecy or a declaration he makes about you makes to you about his will for you already factors in the mistakes that we're gonna make. Amen? Because yep. it's easy sometimes to say, well, I really screwed that up. You know, yeah. I know God had me on this on this direction, but I really screwed that up and that's not gonna happen anymore. Yeah. No, you know how companies have overhead costs just fixed into their budget, you know, just in case, you know, there's an employee does something that they shouldn't have done and it costs a bunch of money. Well God has contingencies. Amen. He's never taken by surprise. Right. He's never like, oh, Randon, why'd you do that? Yep. Now I have to change my whole outlook for you. Yep. No, he's not like that at all. Amen. He already knows what he wants me to do. He's already set the, plat- the path for me. Right. Amen. I just need to follow it. Amen. Thank yeah. you, Jesus. Amen. Along with this, we also want to hold on to prophecies that bear witness with our spirit, yes. no matter how impro- improbable it seems. First Thessalonians 520 says, do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast to what is good. So be open to prophecies in your life. Amen. If somebody gives you a prophecy, be open to the prophecy. But then we want to test the prophecy. So be open. Don't be just closed off right away. But be open to what the Lord is trying to tell you. And if there's a bad prophecy in your life, it won't bear witness with your spirit. You won't have a peace about that prophecy. Then you can kind of throw it out. But it says, first, do not despise prophecies. Prophecies, you know, people getting prophesied over and things coming to pass still happen. Amen? And then it says, test all things. We want to test what the Spirit says. We want to make sure that it's a good Spirit speaking to us. Amen? And then it says, hold fast. If there's a good prophecy, hold fast to it. Hold on to it. Don't let it go away. Don't let it get out of your reach. Yeah, so we want to be open to prophecies, then we want to test those to bear witness with our spirit. Yep. And once we do that, hold on to them. I mean, you're going to get a good, peaceful prophecy from the Lord, you want to hold on to that prophecy. Yep. Discard the ones that don't register within you. Yep. If you just like, yeah, it just doesn't, you know, I'm not saying something that seems improbable, I'm saying something that doesn't seem right. Right. <laughs> Amen. Because yep. there's a lot of prophecies that I look back, and am like, well, that was improbable and things come to pass. Yep. Right? Yep. So it's not just that it's improbable, but if it doesn't bear witness, if it doesn't feel right in your spirit, then you can reject that prophecy. Yeah. Yeah. We want to be able to discern the word of God, amen. The more we're in the Bible, the easier it is to discern the voice of God. Amen, and his voice doesn't change because he speaks to us through the never changing word. His intentions for our lives never change. What he started in you, he wants to finish in you. Amen. Let's go to our last verse here, Philippians 1.6. It says, being confident in this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. I'm so glad that he doesn't forget about me. Amen. I'm so glad that he doesn't start something in me, and then I go off track a little bit, and, and then I come back and like, oh, I completely forgot I started something in you. I'm glad he doesn't do that. Amen. I'm glad he doesn't have to start over with me all the time. He says, all right, well, let's just, because he'll meet us wherever we're at. So he all right, let's just start from here. Don't have to go all the way back. Let's just start from here. And I'm going to complete this work into you until my son comes. Amen. Until Jesus Christ comes. Amen. I'm glad he doesn't start something in me and give up on me if I mess up m- multiple times. Amen. This is a good thing to keep in mind yeah. if you have a family member that doesn't know Jesus. Yeah. If he's lost or if she's lost. Amen. Yep. The Lord starts, works on us all the time. Amen. He starts good things in us. Yep. Yep. Amen. Yeah, we, still, we, we need to have faith in him yep. to, to see it completed. But once we turn to him, then that, that work, what he started in us, just continues towards completion. Amen. Amen. He doesn't stop production. Sometimes we do, but he doesn't stop production. He doesn't give up on lost family members, and we shouldn't give up. On family members who are lost. Same thing with healing. Don't give up on your healing, no matter how improbable. We know that the Bible says it is God's will to heal. Amen. So that's another thing that when you look at when you look at the Lord and His promises, it's not like this. You know, He doesn't. He's not a respecter of persons. So, you know, for Pastor Dave, since he's a pastor, all of His promises are up here. You know, and for me, since I'm a lowly associate pastor, His promises for me are down here. Amen. That's not how it works. Right. So his promises across the border are just like this. Amen. In a straight line. Because he stays steady. He stays. He always has good promises for you. Amen. He always wants good things for you. His plans and his thoughts are always up here and never down here for you. Amen. Hallelujah. If we're supposed to imitate Christ and he doesn't give up, that means we shouldn't give up. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Right. So I just encourage you tonight, you know, just as you go about your the rest of your week and your weekend, mm. imitate your Father yeah. in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Imitate His steadiness. Yeah. I know there has been certain times in my life where, you know, I feel the Lord called me, you know, just to be kind of solid for my family. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I don't know how to do that by myself, but I know that the Bible says that He's the God of all comfort. Amen. That he, comforts us, that he comforts me so that I can comfort others. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I know the Bible says that he is the rock that I build my house on. Yep. Amen. Amen. So even if you don't know how to be steady, just look to your father. Look to the scriptures. Look to what Jesus, how steady he was all the time. Yes. Yes. Amen. And he will help you. Yep. Amen. He is a promise keeper. He will keep all the promises that you have that he's given you in your life. Amen. Amen. Yes, he, will. he has good things planned for you. Yes. He has a good rest of the week planned for you. Yep. Amen. Even tomorrow. Amen. Yes. The Bible says that this is the day the Lord has made and we will rejoice yes. and be glad in it. Yes. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. It's hard to rejoice in something when it's uneven, when it's unsteady. But we can rejoice because he always is steady. He always has good plans for us. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Well, Father, we just thank you for your word. You, Lord, you're never changing word. We thank you that thank you, in Jesus. all things we can have confidence yes, that you're faithful. We can have Lord, confidence yes. that we are more thank than you. a conqueror. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank we you. can be confident that you supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory. Yes, Lord. Everything that we would need, Lord, you provide yes, Lord. for us. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I just thank you. Thank you, Jesus. If you've given anybody a word tonight here. Just in their life. Lord, I just thank you that you bring that back to their remembrance. You, well, you bring it back to their remembrance so they can start pondering it again. Yeah. Thinking like Mary did, they can keep it in their heart. Mm. Lord, because you never change. You, the, the great exploits that you had for somebody when you gave them a prophecy or a word years ago yes. are the same great exploits that you have for them now, Lord. Yes. So I just thank you and I just declare... Um, a blessing on the words given to people that were from you, Jesus. I thank you that people are reminded again <clears throat> of all the good things that you've told them that they're going to do, Lord. And what you've started in them that you are faithful to complete. Yes. Hallelujah. I thank you for dreams opening back up. Lord. I declare dreams that you've given people here in this place to rise up out of them, Lord, and that they will have the faith in you to complete those yes, things. Yes, complete Lord. the dreams that you've given, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for giving yes, us yes. dreams. Thank you for giving us visions. For yep. Thanks for giving us goals. Yes. Thank you for calling us to the work of your kingdom, Lord. We praise you. Thank you. We give you thanks. We honor you in Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. 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 Let's give them a clap off tonight. And if anybody needs so prayer tonight, I'd be happy to pray with you. Um, otherwise, have a blessed week and you are dismissed. God is an awesome
1: God. He from heaven above. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.